to the Vital Moments Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm joined by Ron Baker, and my name is David Baker. How's it going, Ron? Good. Yeah. It's been a really good day. Yeah. Yeah. You've been uh, you put the rubber to the pavement already this week. Rubber to the road. Morning. Rubber to the road. That's yeah, cool. it was interesting. I am... Um, you know, this is a bit of a preamble to sharing with you before we started recording. I, I got up this morning at five o'clock. Um, I had this like unbelievable download for the Christmas message. And so you're, so I had, you're flexing I had, on us. You're flexing on us. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm man. really, I'm really holy. Like, yeah. I'm spending time with the Lord. He 5 speaks to me. 5 <laughs> he speaks to me. <laughs> no, so that's cool. Though. Yeah. No, seriously. It, um, mm-hmm. I, I jumped up at a, got out of bed before my alarm went off and I was like, okay, I got to go start writing. And, cool. and, uh, yeah, it was just really, I mean, you pray about these things and I've been thinking about obviously the Christmas message for so long. And, um, I had ideas of where I wanted to go. And, um, hmm. I, I have some meetings coming up that are connected to the Christmas service with some creative pieces. Oh. And so I thought, yeah, so I started writing and got a long ways into it. Got about six pages written this morning from 5. AM to 9. AM. And that's beauty. And now here we are doing Vital Moments. The wrap-up. Vital Moments wrap-up. Fruit, fruit, you say it. You say it. What was last Sunday? Fruit roll-up Sunday. Yes. Yep. And we kind of teased it with the week before we were talking about this idea. Yeah. Maybe there would be fruit roll-ups uh, on Sunday, and we actually had a lot of fun with that. And we tossed fruit roll-ups from the stage at the ending of our services. And people at first were like dodging them. It's like yeah. they were dodging. It's like they were dodging sin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, because uh, at all three of our locations after yeah. the closing song, people got up and it was fun. Know, the hosts, hosts and site leaders yeah. got up and started pitching fruit roll ups. And we wanted well, to give fruit roll ups to everybody though, right? But we yeah. realized how darn expensive they are. But it was more fun actually throwing it from the stage. Oh, yeah. I don't really think about it. And uh what what's interesting about this is I like the fact that we decided to take a moment and say, you know what, we're gonna extend the series one more week yep. and be intentional with okay, let's roll, let's roll this up, let's wrap this series up in a way that is like, okay, we've spent eight weeks talking nine, about this. Nine weeks. Nine weeks, sorry, nine weeks talking about this. Um, let's wrap this up appropriately. And you did a great job. Do you wanna share your heart on why you kind of said, Yep, we're gonna do one well, more week and we're gonna go for it? Yeah, because I realized the last week of the series uh, on winning at life based on the fruit of the spirit from Galatians chapter five, verses 22 and 23 was it was too hard to do self-control and wrap up the series at the same mm. time. But I also knew the direction that I wanted to go wrapping up the series and catching people off guard because I, I thought that mm. people were expecting that I was going to legit go through each nine of the pieces and break it uh, down each part of the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. and break it down again. But I really felt strongly that I needed to really base it on uh, the realization that uh, verse 24 is sort of that base verse. Like if you look at it in the Bible, like I love how verses 23, mm-hmm. 22 and 23 sit on top of 24. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the vision that I had for it was that to unpack 24 helps you understand mm-hmm. 22 and 23 better. And so that's why I, I kind of took that approach to it and recognizing that how important verse 24 was. So I'll read it for you. I've got it here in front of me. It says, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Mm-hmm. So the entire series, we were talking about the disordered uh, passions and desires, right? We talked about that from uh, dysfunctional disorder, mm-hmm. disorder, desires, and flesh due to sin. So sin has 
marked all of us. And the realization is that in order for the fruit of the spirit to be developed in us, we then needed to make sure that we um, have the passions and desires crucified. The flesh mm-hmm. is crucified in order that the, the fruit of the spirit may grow. So it's foundational. It's, it's mm-hmm. essential that we understand what Christ came to do and mm-hmm. what has been done in the sense of our passions and desires are crucified. Let me ask you this question. Why do you think the word crucified is so crucial within that verse in 24? Well, I think the the, the idea of having um, something put to death in order there, for there to be life. So the idea is, is that the cruci- when you can look at these different sections like of, of the scriptures, like Paul talks about the, the, the new self, the old mm-hmm. self is crucified, the crucified. new self has come. So there's in order for the the penalty of sin and the power of sin to be dealt with, it needs to be crucified. So the idea is, is that what Christ did on the cross mm-hmm. was he nailed it. He nailed it mm-hmm. and on our behalf. And, and so recognizing then that these, this part of us is, it's interesting because it's not that it goes away, but over, it, it, in the process of transformation, the process of sanctification, mm-hmm. there's this, um, the the passions and desires that are dysfunctional and disordered no longer have such an incredible pull on us because they are crucified, but mm-hmm. we still live in the flesh, right? Yeah. We still live in the, in the here and now. And I think that that's why even Paul said that uh, it is no longer I that live but as I, as I live in the flesh, I live by faith. And mm-hmm. it's uh, Galatians 2.20, I have crucified, I'm crucified. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh. So mm-hmm. we still live in the reality of the our humanness mm-hmm. by faith in the son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. So the big picture of the fruit of winning at life is the internal reality that our flesh passions, passions, desires are nailed to the cross Mm -hmm. so therefore they no longer need to have the consistent power and pull over us because they're crucified that's beautiful 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 it really is because the bible uses intentional language to actually um make its point very pointed like here's something that christ did for you he was crucified on a cross and he actually took your sins the brokenness of this world and crucified them to the cross as well. So for us yeah. to understand, it's like, I, I, sometimes people have a hard time with like, Oh, that's such harsh language. Like, why can't we be a little bit more like softer spoken with people? Like, but it's a reality that I, I really sense and feel like, and believe that people need to understand why does the Bible use this language for us to understand these things? Yeah. I, I think like you, you've helped me realize this and David Campbell who teaches on our teaching team has helped me with this. And even Amy, as she um, yeah. emerges in our teaching team, they, we've talked about the importance of language and using the correct words to help people understand the importance of the Christian faith. Um, yeah. Cause we don't want to redefine things. We don't want to skew things in a way that creates more confusion. We want clarity to come. So I think this weekend, when you talked about the crucifying the flesh, like it's a daily act, like you have to die to self daily, right? Yeah. Daily. Yeah. And some people think, well, oh, like, oh, kind of like I feel good today. So I might not die to self. I'm, I'm doing okay on my own. So it's just yeah, interesting. But, yeah, yeah. And, but I think that that's the problem with the system of our world. Right. Mm-hmm. And we talked about yeah. that on the weekend is that we fail to realize that the system of the world is still under the influence of the evil one 
Mm-hmm. Um, I've got it here. It's uh, first, uh, first John, uh, first John five nineteen. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. And and I think what's what's happening is is that because of our Western mindset of worshiping self and individualism, is that um, we you know we're we're not. We, we believe that we can do these things on our own. We believe that we could, you know, do what makes us happy. You be you. We can win at life by, you know, being successful and powerful and, mm-hmm. and all those things. And, and just so we're clear, like those things are not bad, but we can't rely upon those things to actually do the transformational work of what Christ wants to do through the mm-hmm. spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about the world under the influence of, of the, of the evil one, is that we recognize that in order to break free from that, we we need to know who we belong to, right? Mm. We need to know what has happened to what has happened on our behalf. Mm. And I and you know, I, I you know, I tiptoed a little bit into the reality of some of the other world religions um mm. that are um which I thought was great that you did that. Yeah, it was, I hesitated. I almost, I I thought about um, having it edited out, but I I really felt like part of my role in in this series and in this Sunday was more of, hey, like, here's, here's the reality of the Christian faith. And, and I know when we say, you know, Christ is the way, the truth and the life, that's offensive. Like, no, no, I, I, I can create my own way. Well, what about other religions? Are they wrong and and we're right? And and um, if you consider the if you consider other world religions, it's solely based solely based on what I do to earn the favor or the merit of that particular god or gods, and the afterlife mm-hmm. is is based on my own particular efforts. And fine, if you want to live that way, take that risk. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But what I love about what we've been talking about, why Christ came, we're going to celebrate this at Christmas, you know, why he came. Actually, sneak peek, I'm going to talk about the wise men's gifts that they bring Mm -hmm. to Jesus. And the gifts represent, the three gifts represent the very powerful reality that God came to us. And as the king that he came to us to, in order to redeem us. And I don't know about you, but like, that is powerful. That is transformational. That is giving us a living hope of an eternal. Let me. Oh man, you got me. Just go for it. Go, go okay. for it, dude. Hey, so, let me just. Grab, I grab my Bible. We only have thirty seconds. What? <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got a minute and a half. Okay. Let's do that. Look at First Peter. First Peter chapter one verse three. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, mm-hmm. He's caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead mm. to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, unfading, kept in heaven for you. Okay. Who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last times in mm. this, you rejoice though. Now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials so that the testing, the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes though it is tested by fire. I mean, dude, like this is like, this is what I love about what we Mm -hmm. do. It's like, we've got this cancer in us called sin. Mm -hmm. And, and, and for 10 weeks we said, Hey, 
that can be taken care of through Christ by the spirit, but bringing us new life that looks like the fruit of the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. The love, joy, peace, gentleness, all the way to self-control. And I'm thinking like, which then moves us to reach people. Like it should compel us to, it should to say, li- like, Hey, we got I, the answer. Yeah. I use this analogy in my call to action of like, it's just like, it's time to take our hands out of our pockets and start using the hands that God's given us to reach the people where our love is fueling our hands, our self-control, our joy, our peace, right. our gentleness. And it's, it's time for the church, not in ways, be the way to lead people to reconciliation and redemption and having mm-hmm. a, a life that is marked by the spirit and having another citizenship in heaven. Which yeah. is the living hope. Like yeah. I get to spend eternity with the father who created me. Yeah. And it's by his doing of sending his son, not yeah. me checking off the boxes. Yeah. Like, oh, I spent time with them or see, yeah. I think I think the um it was interesting. Someone texted me um about a line about that idea of the Christian mm-hmm. faith uh, up against other world religions. And you know, the Christian faith gets a bad rap, you know, like um, are you saying that you're right and everybody else is wrong? And it's interesting because the reality is, is that all these other world religions say the same thing, mm-hmm. that their way is the way, but, but they never get highlighted as being no. exclusive no. or, or whatever. But here's the reality. The, the enemy of truth will do whatever he can to disguise and hide the truth by pointing fingers. Mm-hmm. Um, what was uh, th- this person? Oh man. What, what I, I, I can't even remember what I said in it, to be honest with you, Dave, um, because it, it kind of came in the moment. Um, it was a transcendent moment. <laughs> uh, the enemy would love to highlight the offensiveness of the Christian faith to dilute the truth of it. Hmm. I didn't even realize I said that, but um, um. And that is, I think, so true, right? Yeah. And yeah. Um, I'm excited about this. I think um, part of my job, as you know, you know, my life verses in preaching is, you know, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we might present everybody mature yeah. in Christ. That's Colossians chapter one. And for me, it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I need to step into these moments and give the warnings. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not that other the people of other world religions are bad people. Like, no. there, it's not that. It's no, like it's you're either in Christ or you're not. Yeah. There's a Going kingdom between. of darkness and there's a kingdom of light. There's only David Campbell says this. There's only two kingdoms. Yep. Right. Anyway, we better stop. No, this is a great place to wrap up. And I actually had a realization this morning. I had someone reach out from our Poplar Hill site and they always just kind of check in with me and see how I'm doing in Exeter and stuff like that. Okay. And they just were asking like, Oh, like, how's it going? What was the series like for you guys up in Exeter? And I had this moment where like, I don't think I've prayed for that many people through nine weeks before. Yeah. Almost every week. And I know our Poplar Hill prayer room has had people in it almost every week as well. Yeah. Yeah. And people's eyes are being open to the reality of where they are actually living. Am I being marked by my flesh or am I living by the spirit? Yeah. And it was just such an encouraging series. And I think we're even going to get even more bold as a church of teaching truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that is foundational for people's lives where we will see transformation in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. excited. So thanks so much for leading the way and being bold with your teaching and being obedient. It's thanks. awesome to watch you do that. Do you have any, do you have any fruit roll-ups left? 
No, I hum them off the stage, dude. <laughs> I, saw, I saw a video of you doing that. That's yeah. great. And Dawson you can, and, and Pablo you can't, Hill you, you, can't, you can't throw them very far because they got no weight to them. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, it was hilarious. We had people on pews jumping up trying to catch them. It was <laughs> hilarious. But, yeah, thanks so much for listening to the Vital Moments podcast. So great uh, to wrap up with you. Um, and reach out if you need anything from us as a church. We'd love mm-hmm. to meet you and chat and hear stories about how God is moving your life by his spirit through a relationship with Jesus. So thanks so much, everyone. Peace out and have a good one. Thanks, Dave. Thank you.